hey y'all how you doing welcome to our podcast let's talk don't make it weird you here with your favorite big sister izzy mo hey and your overachiever sis mel it's me <laughs> and of course your local hippie trade that's me now this podcast is all about the conversations that we don't talk about the conversations we're afraid mm-hmm. to talk about but we think about and the things that we struggle with. So after talking amongst ourselves for so long and growing just amongst ourselves, spiritually, mentally, and emotionally, we figured we'd take it to the mic and invite you all to the table. So feel free to share with us, check our link out, and comment, like, share. Let's talk. Don't make it weird. All right, y'all, we are back with another episode, and today we're talking about the big V. Ooh. What's that, Mel? Vulnerability. <laughs> oh, Lord. Not the big V. Y'all didn't prepare me for this. I was reading the post today and everything, so. I got to be completely transparent. Just saying the word, I'm on guard. Um... My body scan meditation is not in play right now. My shoulders are tensing up. Because um, I think somebody's going to try to call me weak. Somebody going to call me weak. Right, right, right. Get that. Get it. Oh, my goodness. You know, I'm a crab, so I already got my tinsels up. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. So, yeah. Yeah, what about for you, Trey? Well, I'm a Leo, so I'm going to put on a brave face. <laughs> <laughs> got it. Well, we heard y'all this week. Um, before we even introduced the topic, it seemed like y'all came out the gate and the feedback that we've received on the group and um, expressing some of what your emotional fears were, and maybe not your own, but some in general. So we're going to explore this topic, get into it, um, and, and talk about where, where it comes from. What are our connotations associated with it? Mm-hmm. I think when you even like when you started off like um saying just hearing the word is kind of like cringing and whatnot for you when i think back on how was it ever introduced to me like what what is vulnerability really i don't think it was ever spoken about it was just a feeling it was just things that we didn't talk about without without even exploring vulnerability or without people even saying um, this is what you're not going to talk about or this is um, not the conversations we're going to have. So before vulnerability was ever explained to me, it was um, a very thick energy Mm. throughout my lifetime. For for me, I think, and it's kind of crazy you said that when you said that the thing that came back for me is riding bus 23 home. Cause the route when you got on that bus, you had to be ready. Like you, you had to be prepared. Cause somebody was gonna join you, right? So I guess for me, the earliest. What does join mean? Um, joke me. Okay. Uh, call you names. Okay. Play the dozens. Wait, how old is bus twenty three? So we went from junior high. I don't remember. Girl, okay. Oh, I'm just trying to get a reference here. Even the bus driver was a joker. You know, he got got with you. So I think just hearing you have that conversation, um, it took me back to that bus ride. 
and I was always, <clears throat> excuse me, always on guard. You know, like he talking about tensed up. It's like didn't want to sit to the back because if you sit to the back, you gotta take that long walk to the front once you got off the bus, and whatever happens in between that happens. So, yeah, that's true, Trey. I, I, I it was never anybody said, oh, you feeling vulnerable right about now? It's just. Uh -huh. All I know, I was in protective mode. Right. So. Yeah. Now, for me, too, I don't know that I defined it, but I knew the feeling. Mm -hmm. yeah. And the feeling was, um, and I think I responded to someone in the um, group about feeling naked, feeling mm -hmm. exposed, feeling as though someone is going to see me for who I am. You're not going to believe my facade. And... I know exactly where it stemmed from from me. Mm -hmm. um, so being from the South and families, my perception was that men and women had very defined roles. And so when I mimicked, imitated, saw the women in my family, I knew I was to take my social cues from them mm -hmm. because of those defined roles. And I can tell you, I've never seen my mother cry. I've never seen my maternal grandmother cry. Hmm. I've only seen my paternal grandmother cry once. And that's when her brother passed away. And so now fast forward, I don't know if the cue was that that wasn't acceptable or that was weak. More so it was a private thing. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. I think what I took away from that is that tender moments were a private thing if it wasn't a happy thing you know mm -hmm. if it was sadness or it was frustration or and then it's reinforced by these adages that we hear don't let them see you get you down and all those kind of things mm -hmm. growing up mm -hmm. i think it's like there's so many layers or facets and different ways that i've experienced vulnerability and um at one point i thought it was just you know crying I didn't even get to the part of expressing emotions because just because I'm crying don't know don't mean that I know what I'm feeling mm -hmm. or that I'm in a place where I can express what I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. But um You just, can't stay in you any longer. Right. Just it's <laughs> you just you know, now I have an understanding of crying is just an overwhelming emotion mm -hmm. um to be expressed. But I couldn't put I, I don't think I got to the part of really identifying um the emotions and then I never I didn't think that it was okay to cry except that there was mostly a funeral if, is where I saw mm -hmm. the tears and, and stuff like that so I didn't really see people in my family crying any other time and even while crying in a, in a time of grief there was still that pat on the shoulder that you know be mm -hmm. strong and for me mm -hmm. then I started associating well then is it not strong to cry you know um, or it's gonna be okay so all in all where I was at whatever I was doing in terms of being emotional or, or crying when I heard those comments I heard um, that I had to snap out of it mm. so yeah uh, yeah so for me you know I, I'm thinking like I really never saw my mom cry but I know she was very humble, so a, a passive in my mind. That's how I would label her, her, and not necessarily saying she was passive. That is how I saw her. She wasn't, there were no emotions in the sense of 
like seeing her cry or sad. It was just, she was just, I don't even know how to even interpret it. So I guess I never saw, um, but I know for me, once I got married, I cried. And then when I cried, it was like, oh no, you're not going to catch me crying again because that meant I was weak in some sense. So, yeah. yeah. It's, it's interesting how without someone directly teaching us or without somebody directly telling us how we interpreted these mm -hmm. events that happened in our, our, our younger younger part of our years and it's in some sense to me matured mm -hmm. like right. there wasn't anybody now there's no, no one there to kind of tell me what's okay and what's not so I'm taking from what I have or my exposure and experience and um allowing it to to grow or to transition or however it manifests myself itself in my teenage years to my early 20s to my hypothetical 30s right now you know um and it's to me i just find it interesting how we change the meaning along the way without mm -hmm. truly examining you know of all of this, how much of it is truly mine? Right. right. And I think when when I saw, saw things through the eyes of a child, it's so important to recognize that it was through the eyes of a child. But I will say that if I hadn't worked on myself, I would have allowed my experience to continue to reinforce that thought process. Mm -hmm. yes. So, you know, being in the profession that I was in for so many years, um, that was reinforced you know I remember being recognized for my accomplishments at a quarterly board and they asked me a question like who's the most important person to you and I went to respond and I didn't even cry I swear I didn't let that tear drop out of my eye I just got watery and someone came running behind me and said you just ruined it like no one's gonna take you seriously because you're crying about every little thing so that reinforced my belief that vulnerability was not accepted an accepted practice mm -hmm. but i will tell you life is undefeated right. and um it wasn't until you know i got divorced multiple times if y'all keep tuning in i'll tell y'all some more of my business how many <laughs> just how many stay tuned for that um but my family even close family members would be like you know when other family members would ask about me like oh is she divorced again is she having relationship problems and that became a shameful uh, topic for me so much so that I didn't even want to go to family events because mm, mm. it wasn't how are you doing it was let me see how I can talk to you so I can really get the gossip the school what's going on mm. and I don't know if I perceived it that way because I had already reinforced this so many times in my life mm -hmm. yeah. but when I shared that and just said that I'm just going to be open about it this is my baggage it freed me. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I can relate. Yeah. Because we hold on to things. And it may not necessarily be that they're even talking about you. Right. But because of my own insecurities, you know, being a teenage mom, you know, it was things that I took on. You know, I have to be careful. You got to keep your nose clean. You got to be clean. You got to be neat. Because I don't want people to think we're poor or whatever it was, you know. So I get that. I understand it. 
but how much of it is self-induced versus like you're saying um i think um what you just said mel about um you know when you shed that or when you mm-hmm. kind of it's it sounded like you kind of stepped away from what was taught to really finding what's authentic to you right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and i think it's a combination of what you said izzy is like i realized that it was me like i had the po- i was giving away my power right by first of all allowing because that's their stuff if you if, if even if that's true, that they that I was judged, and I use the word judge advisedly because a lot of times, ex- pointing out someone's behavior is not judgment. You know, right. if I love you, I'm gonna point out your behavior because I want to see you, and I would hope that you would do the same. To me, that's a measure mm-hmm. of love. But I saw it as judgment because I was so insecure about it because I saw it as a failure because. The truth be told, if I'm divorced multiple times, I'm the common denominator. I got to start looking at some stuff, right? But once I started looking at some things in my life, it wasn't even about that. It was about me being whole, about me examining my past. And that's when the freedom came. Mm -hmm. It's like respecting and loving my humanity. And then, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. And I like what you said, because I think someone put on that post about judgment. I'm not sure who it was, but you know, they talked about judgment. I think the thing is we tend to judge ourselves mm-hmm. and because we judge ourselves. Then it's like, oh, if I'm hard on myself, then I'm looking at you. Look at me. I'm looking from my eyes. So I see judgment, mm-hmm. you know, so and I agree with you how you're saying, Mel, I got to own my stuff. Mm-hmm. And then in owning my stuff, this is this is where I am in life my own humanity, my own freedom, my own sense of self. So I think for you, you saying that, it does boil down to me looking at Isabel or Trey looking at Trey, Mel looking at Mel, and then it can shed, it can rid me of the judgment that I put on myself. Mm-hmm. So, so because well, we're all on the topic of vulnerability, what, when I say you know, this is a vulnerable situation for mm-hmm. me, or this is a vulnerable topic. What am I really saying? Mm. I think it's really saying that there's a deep sense of inadequacy in this area, mm. um, and somehow that that was so. Let's boil down inadequacy for me. I already <laughs> say for me. For me, I don't want to generalize, you know. But I, I would say for me, it, it, because it's already something that was in me. Mm-hmm. Either someone said something about me, I believe something about me, and when someone points it out, it's only reinforcing what I already felt about myself. But maybe I didn't, I wasn't conscious about it. Maybe yeah, it was yeah. floating around yeah. in my subconscious. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad that you said for me because I, um, in a previous conversation we were having, one of the things I highlighted is when I asked somebody that question about you know what something is for you, I think it's important to define what vulnerability is for you mm-hmm. um, because it may mean something different mm-hmm. right, to me than it is to you. So when you speak and you express or explain to me what it is to you, then I know when we're interacting the point and place that you're coming from. Right. Mm, Absolutely. Because we're speaking on my terms. Yes. Because what's vulnerable for me might not be vulnerable for you. Maybe I'm comfortable asking you about, you know, all your private questions, your mortgage, Mm -hmm. your car, you know, maybe I'm comfortable Mm -hmm. asking you about all of that stuff, but it's not 
a place of comfort for you. That's right. true. You know? And I'm going to give y'all a short story. When I first met Izzy, the very first day, <laughs> oh, Lord, the very mad. first day that I met Isabel, Izzy for short, I came in her office in her therapeutic environment <laughs> and she says to me, what's your name? And you know, I was Melissa, <laughs> professional, I went by my title, but I'll just say Melissa here. And she said, oh, are you married? And I said, no, I'm not. And she's like, you have any kids? I'm like, as a matter of fact, I don't. <laughs> and then she said, um, you divorced? And I said, yes. I'm like, uh, this helper is really <laughs> getting in my business. But okay, but I'm a professional and I look good today, so I am going to keep going with this. And her next question to me, y'all, her next question was, well, how many times you been divorced? <laughs> I don't remember asking these questions. I do. I can get someone to attest to this. And so I was so taken back. But that was the moment that I realized. She's, she's you know, people laugh when they tell me they know you're telling the truth. Oh, and I was the moment I realized, like, First of all, what type of person she was. Like, let's get to the business. If we're going to be friends, we don't have time to poke around about the weather. You know, I want to get down to those deep places. And I really appreciated her in that moment because I don't want those superficial friendships anymore. If we can't go there, right. then there's not a genuine connection. And when she went there, y'all, she went the hell there. Mm -hmm. I knew she was my girl. <laughs> let's talk. Let, let's talk. Don't make it weird. <laughs> oh, now I'm embarrassed. No, no. Okay, I'm about to embarrass you furthermore. Oh, Lord. So I, I got a little story about Izzy, too. And these it really is the moments that you appreciate the friendship. But I, I don't recall exactly what happened, but um, it was at work, and I was in a, a, a very confusing place so to speak like I couldn't really see what was going on and emotionally I couldn't really identify what I was feeling and she turned to me and she said you know um, she said um, you know you ain't deal with the death of your mom <laughs> out of the blues y'all we weren't having no conversation I was just she was just like how are you doing today? And I was like, you know, I don't really know. I don't, I don't know. I just feel, you know, I don't know what I feel. And she said, you know what? You ain't deal with the death of your mom. That's what it is. And she casually just walked out of the office and just went on about her merry way, you know? And um, it hit me. It hit me because I was convinced, that's a topic for another day, but I was convinced that I did. And so I had to go back and examine some things. She over here, like, looking all surprised and shit. Yeah. So surprised, right? Like, wow. But it was it was a moment that yeah. I had to be... What is your gift? It wasn't a... It was vulnerable, um, but it was some... It was a vulnerability that I had to experience within myself. Because we talk a lot about being vulnerable mm -hmm. with other people, but there's mm. a sense of being vulnerable with yourself. Yes. There's a sense of being open with yourself, being, being honest with myself, being open with myself... Um, being accepting of myself because mm. I get a part of vulnerability for me a huge part of it is just acknowledgement 
-hmm. at least for me because i i can push things away and put it in a box and wrap it neatly and nobody would ever know that it's there except for isabel because that's her gift mm -hmm. but um yeah i think a huge part of vulnerability is first acknowledging it with 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 self mm -hmm. mm. feeling naked to me mm -hmm. Which is a scary place. And being place. okay with being naked to me. And that's a scary place. It mm -hmm. is. It's a very scary place. Because wow. I also got to trust that I'm going to come back from what I see. Right. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. it's been safe where I've been. Mm -hmm. And that's what it's about. Boom, I think. Yes. Playing it safe. Playing it safe. All those. Playing it safe. But I think for me, it's also... Um, I had to re-examine my trust issues. Mm -hmm. Um with others and myself. And I was sort of using trust as an escape goal for wow. whether I was going to share myself with other people. Mm. I, in other words, I was making it about somebody else other than me. Right. You know? Because mm -hmm. it's easy. It, it's, it's right. It requires no work None on my part, mm. I think. I think that's where the ownership comes. So, I mean, some of the things that, that y'all talked about, um, we resonate with it, you right. know. For example, the success, I resonate with that. Imposter mm -hmm. syndrome, I have perfectionist tendency, and I'm always examining whether what I'm doing is enough, if I'm going to be promoted past the level of my competency, mm -hmm. am I going to be exposed in that way? Um, because I grew up with my, you know, a grandmother raised in the 30s and 40s. You know, you need to be prim, you need to be proper, you need to make sure that you have all your I's dotting your T's crossed. Mm -hmm. So um, that's something that I'm constantly examining and not recognizing that I, I have skills, mm -hmm. gifts, talents. And I yeah. thought the one, <clears throat> somebody talked about failing the kids, you know, being a mom so young at 16, I always wanted to be the best mom like my I was going to be the best mom that I, and how do you even do that right <laughs> there's no roadmap to parenting but I got two me, dogs and I still don't <laughs> that's who you hear in the background back there but you know I, I, I just didn't want to fail my kids I wanted to be like the best mom and make best decisions for them and do this and do that. you know what at the end of the day if you love them it doesn't even matter you know mm -hmm. so I think you know all that all that they're saying even quitting not quitting do i do this do i do that you know it's always just kicking your own behind mm -hmm. for me you know just i could really like relate to, to yeah. everything yeah. that was said being used oh my god i'm the don't use me queen over here you know? yes and if you do i cut you off instant like it's over the friendship is over well, it's about you feeling that way. Right, because it may not be that. Right. It's what I'm feeling. You're right. absolutely right. Yeah. Because people don't just go out and say, I'm going to use Trey. You know? Well, maybe some people do. Maybe my carpenter. Maybe what? <laughs> say that again. I said, maybe my carpenter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> shout out if you listen, carpenter. Right. Um, <laughs> but the one, one that resonated with me, and it's so crazy because I was having this conversation with a friend earlier this morning, and I was saying the fear of success. Yes. I realized that. I can say, you know what, I'm inconsistent, but at the at the end of it, and I, I love my partner for this, and she does that too, that thing that, that Izzy do, that casually, I'm going to drop this nugget here and there, roll away. But she said to me one day, she said, you know, you have a fear of success. Mm. And it resonated with my soul. You know, when it, you know, as Mel says, when it resonates with your soul, yeah. you have to examine it. You have to. And, um, and so I realized that I would do something 
once just to be like, oh yeah, I could do it. And I did it. And I don't need to continue it. And then mm -hmm. I, instead of saying there's a fear of success, I just say I'm inconsistent. Mm -hmm. Right. That's right. true. And I, and I think we'll talk more about the inner critic, mm -hmm. that unwelcome house guest. Um, staying way past their welcome. Way past. But I think but we when still those, feed them. And clothe them and put heat and air conditioning on them. All of that. <laughs> for free. They for can free. do this for free. For right? free. Yeah. Taking up rent space and all of that. But I think when that unwelcome visitor comes in our heads, we must say to ourselves, is it true? Is it true? Does the evidence support this? Mm -hmm. You know, am I a bum? Am I not successful? Well, I have a place to stay. I have a job. Mm -hmm. um, or maybe it's time for me to examine what success is for me. And if I'm not there, maybe I have more work to do. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So those are the questions that probably can aid in um, getting rid of that, kicking them out, giving mm -hmm. them an eviction notice, or maybe saying you should stay a while because you're, you're causing me to, to look at some things that I probably should improve upon. Mm -hmm. And I like that you said that. And I, that's a takeaway that I took from conversations we had a long time ago. You said when somebody gave you feedback, you first, thing. first thing that you need to do is, is it true? Mm -hmm. And go on to Florida, examine it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because here for my Southern Baptist folks, Amen. you Amen. shall know the truth. <laughs> when someone says something, if it hits you and it sizzles in your spirit, you know that it's true. You don't have to be convinced of it. You just know intuitively that this is accurate yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so is it true mm -hmm. so i think um that's trusting ourselves more too trusting in so. our intuition and who we are mm -hmm. yeah and then one last <clears throat> thing that you know one person i think put up growing old alone mm -hmm. you yeah. know in my new space right it was a fear because like I, I haven't had a roommate since i was i've never not had a roommate then I'm thinking about it because I had, she got 16 and my mom, I wasn't going to get a room because I had a baby. So I never not had a roommate. So I understand growing old. She is her daughter. <laughs> I don't <pour> her <laughs> Sorry. But anyway. She sees um, y'all as family too. I know, right? But, you know, thinking about growing old in my new, you know, now that I'm a widow, you know, that was a fear, growing old and alone. But now I've, I've learned, like, I can grow old, but I'm not alone. Right. You know, I'm 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 doing things. I'm exploring new hobbies. I'm riding my bike. I'm taking trips. I'm you know calling people, not isolating. And I'm, I'm I, I mean I like my house, so I, I like being at home in my own space. But now I'm just saying, you know what? I can go visit more, so I don't put myself in that place to be alone. Yeah. So you know some of the stuff that we're talking about mostly may just be in our head. Yeah. We 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 do it to ourselves. I so. think since we've, we're talking about, you know, you guys highlighted mm -hmm. a lot of what your fears are when it comes to being vulnerable. When, when, when we talk about fear, a couple of, two definitions that pops in. One, and not by wording, but one of them is um, false object appearing re real. Mm -hmm. And for some that might be true. There mm -hmm. might be some things in what I fear that appears real. But I, um, I don't remember exactly who taught me this, but one of the things it said, oh, um, Tony Robbins said when 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 fear comes instead of looking at this thing that I push away and I refuse to embrace 
um, look at it as something that's coming to say, hey, check yourself. What is it that you need? I and like the, the example that he used is, he said, if um, if you're getting audited or if the IRS is coming and you became, you become scared, then that fear is just there to tell you, go look at your paperwork, go examine your sheets, check mm -hmm. your checks and balances, mm -hmm. and make sure you have everything in order. Because once I do that, then that fear will dissipate, it will reduce, and may even go away. Right. So for a lot of things that we've listed that we fear, um, I don't take the time to really examine, um, am I successful? Did I right. even set a point for that? Mm -hmm. So if, if I never um, choose to you know, put all the evidence to dismiss it or to encourage, not, not encourage, but embrace fear instead of looking at it, at it at this big, as this big bad devil, then it just continues to grow. Mm -hmm. Rather than run from it, run to it. Right. right. So I right. say run to it. Right. And I think um, for men, it can be complex as well mm -hmm. um, with the social cues and what's expected. And is it weak? You know, if, if someone subscribes to that, that can add added complexities mm -hmm. to vulnerability as well. Um, am I going to be questioned? as a protector, you right. know, right. those sorts of things. I'm, I'm curious. I'd like to hear from our male viewers um, or listeners, so to speak. Um, what's your take on that? You know, because I believe that you guys may have a higher level of expectation um, in being that, like Mel said, Mel said the, the, the protector and the person to really bring and own in that security. So um, we want to hear from you guys and uh, continue for the rest of you guys. We love your support and love your feedback and love that we can share aspects of ourselves with you and receive what you're also giving. This is a two-way thing. So that's all we have for this episode. We will uh, talk to you guys next time. Peace out.